Well, hello there and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing by House Flip Masters. Today we have a fantastic female. I love the ladies that are involved with real estate and there's not enough of them. So ladies, get your act together and get in here and join us. But today we have a fabulous woman named Deborah Razzo. She's an entrepreneur of over 20 years experience and doing multiple business ventures and her main focus now is on real estate. Not only is she really fun and got a great personality, but she's really brilliant and experienced with real estate investing. So welcome Deborah. Thanks so much for having me, Holly. I appreciate you um, having me on your show. Oh, we're so excited to have you on and learn from you today. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a background to let them know where you came from and a little bit about your journey. Sure. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be a, an entrepreneur for over 20 years. I've had um, a variety of different businesses. Some of them have been sold off and made money, and some of them have flopped. <laughs> you know, and you learn from each, each adventure. Um, currently, I run two businesses, and one of them I've had for over 20 years, and the other one is real estate. And I started my real estate adventures about six years ago. Um, I was actually in a situation where I was in a really bad car accident. You know, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we always, we get these opportunities to start again in life, you know, whether it's personal uh, things, whether it's car accidents, whether it's divorce, whatever it is, and we get this um, chance to kind of reevaluate. In my reevaluation, I decided I wanted a different lifestyle, and I realized that real estate could give me that lifestyle. Um, I read Kiyosaki's book, and I fell for passive, in, in, you know, passive income big time. <laughs> yes, the famous book. Yes, the famous book. <laughs> the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for those of you that may not have come across the famous book yet. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it was a real big influence on me, and especially considering that I was already an entrepreneur. And what I had realized is that I really was self-employed. And um, if any of you are out there, you guys are really familiar with the cash flow quadrant. And that, you know, when you're self-employed, you're still just exchanging time for money. And I really wanted to own business systems and um, be an investor. So that started my journey in, in educating myself in real estate. Awesome. Awesome. And tell us a little bit more about your path and how it led you to where you are today and what you're doing today. Well, I started probably just like everybody else in reading and um, podcasts. I started listening to the real estate guys and um, sure, you know, Kiyosaki books. And then I also started to do um, a lot of self-development. And I actually started following a lot of Tony Robbins work. And, um, and that was really great in just mindset, um, which I think is really important, especially in real um, so then I decided, um, I was asked what my investment philosophy was. And honestly, it was something I had never even thought of. Like, you have to have an investment philosophy? <laughs> what is that? Right. Aren't we just making money? What? We need I a philosophy? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, and I finally came up with one. So my first investment philosophy was to flip for capital and to reinvest that capital and buy and hold for long-term wealth. And so I thought, all right. 
there's a philosophy, I'm going to adopt that and start flipping. And that's what I did. And I don't know if it's a positive or negative, but the positive was that I made a bunch of money on my first flip, which basically kind of made me an addict. Oh, <laughs> like yes. I, yeah. Oh, again, again. <laughs> and, um, and then I was, I was, you know, fortunate enough to, um, invest that money in single family buying holds in Memphis, Tennessee, which at the time were really reasonable. And, um, and I started, you know, making some cash flow. So, um, that philosophy has worked for me until like, I couldn't find flips as easily. Uh -huh. So then I had to start to change things and uh -huh. figure out what my next moves are. And I started doing multifamilies, you know? Awesome. Um, yes. and, um, and so I kind of I dwell in the multifamily and the single family markets right now. And, and, and what's in between like duplexes, triplexes, quads, that kind of thing. Got it. Got it. So you, a lot of people do start on that path where they start flipping or maybe they start with wholesaling because they build up capital and then they eventually roll over into the more cash flow type opportunities. So you took that path. I have to say, I can't, I don't regret that path at all, specifically because you learn so much when you're flipping. Right. I mean, you really learn about the guts of houses and home ownership. And it's amazing how that knowledge comes into play when mm -hmm. you're buying and holding, whether it's like trying to get something rent ready for renters and really kind of focusing in on what it is that you should do to best make it show best, or whether you have a property management team on it and they're trying to convince you to go one way. You've got like such a wealth of knowledge to say, hey, you know what? I don't want to go that way. I want to go this way. It's less expensive. It's more efficient, whatever it is for you. But right. that knowledge um, can be reapplied in so many different ways. So I'm really glad I started out that way. That's awesome. What geographical areas have you worked in or are you working in? So flipping, I've always been in Los Angeles, mostly in the San Fernando and San Gabriel Valleys. Okay. Um, it, that's just, you know, really convenient for me. And um, like a lot of flippers, I'm on site a lot. So um, I, I, I run things pretty tight. Now, I don't do multiples at one time. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, more hands-on. And so I'm with the contractor or contractors. I remember I, I flipped a split level. So to do it quickly, we, we um, hired two contractors, one for each level. We thought we wow. kind of get some competition going between the contractors. Um, and it kind of worked that way, but, um, but it just worked out efficiently because we were on time crunch, you know, like flipping is a timely thing. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, it worked out really well. And then for my buy and holds, I'm in Memphis, Tennessee and my multi units, I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Wow. Kind of all over the place. Do you travel to those locations ever or do you have I team have in those areas? I've traveled there mainly to really set up teams. Ah. Um, you know, I am, um, I'm, I like uh, working with a lot of people, but I also like to get to know the teams and get to know the people and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I feel like it's really valuable to make that face-to-face -face connection. Um, there have been times when the face-to-face -face is kind of over the internet, like we're doing now. Mm -hmm. but most of the team, the team that I work with in Memphis and I'm most, 
I'm, I work closely with, I've met them all in person and I, I try to get into Memphis um, a couple times a year. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, it's good for, for, uh, for us to meet and, you know, greet over, you know, dinner. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I remember um, reading about an experiment once in a sewing factory and it was probably, you know, like in the 1930s or 40s, and they were doing an experiment. I'm probably going to mess it up, but basically they were trying to decide what level to have the lights on to monitor the people's productivity, the seamstresses, and they couldn't figure it out because the productivity didn't seem to be relative at all. Like every change they made, they just got more and more productive, and they finally decided it was psychological more than the lights, that the more attention they gave to their team, to the people, the better they would perform. So oh, I'm yeah. often reminded of that, that I just often want to ignore team members and think, oh, they're fine, but they always perform better when they know you're watching or you care or you're monitoring their progress, which you sound like you do a great job of. You know what? And I think that um, I, I, I try to. Thank you very much. Um, but I think part of that training comes from um, working with Tony Robbins. You know, um, I actually graduated from student to um, working for his company. So I go around to all of his different events and I work with the people there. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, like, um, I just really love people. <laughs> You know, um, unique and different. Everybody's got a different mindset and a different motivation, and I find it really interesting. And so, you know, I think that's a, it's a tremendous gift to be able to give people your presence and just be really present with them and talking to them about what your, their objectives are, what my objectives are, and how we can meet in the middle and everybody get a, make a win-win out of it. So, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a passion of mine. Well, I think you just answered two of my upcoming questions of who influenced you and what's the secret to your success, but so definitely Tony Robbins influenced you. If you want to say anything Absolutely. more about that, how, how he's impacted and his power has um, impacted your life. And then after that, maybe you can tell us who in the real estate world might have influenced you. Right. Um, well, yeah, definitely. Um, Tony Robbins has influenced me a lot. And I think that it's just, you know, basically, he's influenced me in so many different areas of my life. Um, but what he's really done, and what I actually um, have adopted, is that he really opened my eyes to being able to live whatever life you want. Um, and I feel like real estate is the vehicle for me to do that. Um, I really do want to spend time with people, whether it's my family or friends, helping people at different avenues. Um, and to do that, I have to have freedom of time. And real estate can actually really be that vehicle for you if you're looking for freedom of your own time. I know that you know a lot of people do the nine to five thing and really hope for more freedom at some point. And the fact of the matter is, if you invest in real estate correctly, it can actually really bring that to you. And, um, and who honed that in for me was the real estate guys. Um, they were some of my first education and they're the ones that asked me to gather a, a personal investment philosophy. And once I actually sat down and really thought about what it is I want real estate to do, it really became a lot easier to focus. I, I don't know about you, Holly, but real estate can be like a shiny object syndrome. There's so many different things to go into. And if you really have an outcome 
outcome that you're going for, um, whether it's the, it's money or freedom or things, you know, maybe you're looking for that huge house, maybe you're looking for time with your family, maybe you're just looking for, maybe you're a woman and you're looking for some extra income for family vacations, you know, whatever that is, if you're focused on it, then real estate can really be that vehicle to bring it to you. So I'm a, I'm a believer in that and I think the real estate guys really hone that in. And you know, another person that I'm a fan of is Jay Massey. He's got a great coaching style and he has a lot of really good basic information for um, anyone from just beginning to, in real estate to people that are looking um, for investors to people who are looking multi-units. It's, you know, I've done a lot of education with a lot of different people, but those are the highlights for me. Fantastic. And we'll put links to these guys' websites and shows in the show notes too for other people that want to learn from who you learned from. Fantastic yeah. information. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So let me ask you, where are you finding deals now? Where and how are you finding deals? Yeah. Yeah. Deals have been, um, here's the thing that I learned, um, you know, when I was flipping, I mean, I wasn't flipping a lot. I wasn't a full-time flipper, but, um, when that market started to dry up for me, I'm like, uh Oh, need to change my philosophy a little bit. And I think that is one of the things that's been valuable is like, okay, be a little flexible in your philosophy and be able to change it as the market changes. Um, so I started actually going back to Memphis and, um, and started finding deals there. And because I had um, already flipped, I could go in and buy foreclosures in Memphis. And then I would form a team there and I would um, get them rent ready. And because I had the flipping background, I knew what I was getting into. I, I wasn't actually moving walls or doing that kind of thing with those houses, but I was forming little teams and um, putting flooring in and updating plumbing and updating electrical and putting um, a property management on that team. And because they were foreclosures, I was increasing my margin and my cash flow for a buy and hold. And um, so Memphis is still a market that um, is really profitable for me. And because I already have a team there, it's where I'm finding my deals. So the ones that you're doing there, are you holding or are you flipping? The ones I'm doing there, I'm holding. Okay. Um, I just, I use my flipping background to, um, to know how to get them rent ready. And right. Expect the teams to do that. Um, and then I'm also partnering with other new investors who want to, um, go into that market and get some cash flow and um, showing them how to do it as well. That is awesome. I meet people a lot that say, there's so many different avenues I can take and I don't know what to do or where to do it. And a lot of people get attracted in, I think, to real estate investing with the idea of wholesaling. But wholesaling is a lot of work. I would say it's not as easy as some of the um, advertisers out there make it sound that you can just go on the internet and find a house under market, buy it and flip it to someone else for a 20 grand profit. That's not always there, but people sometimes have some capital they can invest and maybe don't want to throw it away on direct marketing, trying to get a wholesale deal, but maybe partnering with someone like you who's already knows the rope. So they're not going to get burned. I mean, I always promote to new people to work with someone, learn from someone who's experienced because I've heard of people like losing everything, trying to do a flip deal, putting all their eggs in one basket and their friend's eggs, and then they lose it. And then they feel like they have to pay their friends back and they're starting in a big hole and ugh, so much opportunity for um, 
for loss of principal and capital. But yeah, I mean, that sounds fantastic. And I think it's so great that you make that opportunity available for other people to come in and partner with you. I do. And I think it's easier too when there is joint ventures involved. You know, when I have some skin in the game and you have some skin in the game, we're both in it together, you know, you know, being able to, you know, what is that saying? Two heads are better than one, you know, being able to go forth together and knowing that I already have the background and knowledge and the teams for, you know, all of this is definitely a help. Um, But it also helps you because you're seeing how I operate. And then it also helps me too, because I'm looking for people to partner so that everything else can grow alongside each other. So, yeah. And, you know, my, one of my focuses is looking for people to, who are desiring uh, opportunity for growth and a different type of life. I love it. Love, love, love it. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. What is one of the biggest lessons you've learned in your real estate investing path or career? (sighs) Okay, so some lessons are hard, right? Um, I'm going to say that that one of the biggest lessons I learned is knowing when to bow out. Mm. And I'm just going to do it this way. I was in a deal and the deal was losing money. The deal was losing money on a regular basis, you know, monthly. And I was so like, you know, you get into something and you're committed to it. And you want it to work and you know that you're, you're close to making it work, but it's not working. And you know what, is, what it is, is that walking away, walking away and going, I lost X amount, you know, and I didn't want to do that. Like, no, I can make it back. No, I can make this operate. And, you know, it was probably one of the best decisions. Like I walked away. I was like, you know what? I'm considering that sunk cost of lessons learned. And I, and I go on. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot more money out there to be made and my energy and time is better spent doing that than trying to make up for something that was already gone. Um, but it was a hard lesson to learn. Like, how do you, you know, how do you cut the ropes? How do you decide, you know? Um, and I realized I have a mentor who once told me, like, don't fall, like, when you're in business, don't fall in love with your babies, you know, mm. and, um, and I, you know, I, I know, I think I did this with my f- first flip house for sure, because I was like, oh, I was so proud and it was my baby and I couldn't believe how little they were offering me for my baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the truth of the matter is, um, this is, you know, real estate is all about the numbers. And if the numbers aren't, are telling you it's not working, stop the bleeding and walk away. And I really had to learn that lesson. And now I have, and now I look at things a little more practically, I think, you know, in, in, the, in the sense of, okay, this isn't working. Is it fixable? If so, how long will it take to fix? If not, let's walk away. All right. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. I know. And most investors, I won't say all investors, but I imagine most investors, we have wins and we have losses. I mean, it's not always... Um, a win every time. Ideally, it's a net of wins, a whole lot more wins than losses, but you can make your best analysis and due diligence study. And sometimes 
there's so things on your control. There's surprises in the rehab. There's, I mean, I just experienced a surprise in market change in the Palm Springs area when Canadian investors are no longer interested in buying between the currency conversion problem that we've got and they bought low and sold mm -hmm. high. They don't want to buy. 40% of my market is just gone. That's a market condition I couldn't have predicted a year ago. So things happen and you roll with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's standing, it's sitting back and going, it's okay to take a loss. Yeah. You take a loss and I'm going to move on and I'm going to make more wins. And you know? sometimes it's, do you take a, a loss now that's X amount or do you take five times that loss a year from now or whatever, you know, in the future, if you're just hold on, cause you're like, no, I have to make it work. <laughs> so. And that's where I was. And that's why I think that lesson is really actually kind of fresh, but it is still, it's still there and, um, and just learning, you know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of respect for people that can, incur losses and experience losses and still move on and move forward and it's just part of the lessons learned and you just move on you don't throw in the towel and go oh it didn't work i quit i'm going back to work for samsung or whoever you know you just you don't throw in the towel you keep going maybe get more advice and maybe look to mentors and maybe talk to friends and peers then you hear you're not the only one that had a challenge and you just keep moving forward yeah all right, so uh, why don't you tell us the most rewarding part for you about being an investor? Oh, uh, it's definitely uh, a lot of the reasons that I'm an investor is to have freedom of time. And um, so the most report rewarding part is when, you know, I'm out on vacation or out with my family and those rent checks are flowing in and nobody's dialing my number because there's no problems. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, this is working for me. <laughs> yes, I hear you there. It's fantastic. Most rewarding times, yeah. Yeah, my, my favorite time uh, every month is the first of the month when all the rent checks just start coming in and going in the bank. Like, oh, it's a new month. It's exciting. <laughs> I know. And there goes the bank account. And you're like, yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic and fun. Love that. What would you say is on the flip side, what's one of the most frustrating parts of being an investor? Hmm. I'm going to say, um, I, I think that one of the qualities you need to be an investor is persistence. Mm. And I'm going to say that because you enter, you know, you, first of all, finding deals, you have to be persistent. Then you enter into deals that actually never close escrow you know, sometimes. And, you know, it's like, you know, you have that one, you know, that one out of so many different looks and so many different escrows, and then you're closing and that's great, you know, it all, and it's all secure. But it's the persistence. It's mm -hmm. the persistence. And keeping that focus going on, on what it is that you're looking for. So I think that's probably one of the most um, challenging parts of it. That's for sure. I agree there. And I find what helps with that is when you have a peer group or a mastermind group or someone else that you can kind of keep yourself going with or, you know, a friend that, you know, I call, wow, I'm having a hard time with this. And they just give you a pick me up and say, you can keep going and you're going to get through this. Or have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And give you ideas. So that's when I find it's best to 
reach out to others, which, hey, I think that's going to lead me into my next little conversation. I have had such a not only fun time, but valuable professionally at your mastermind groups that you call REN, W-R-E-N. So why don't you talk about how and why you formed REN, like what the purpose of that is, and a little bit about that. Well, thanks. Um, REN is the Women's Real Estate Network, W-R-E-N. And um, honestly, it was kind of just formed out of my own needs at one point. Um, my other businesses are um, in the entertain. my other businesses in the entertainment field and real estate is, and both of those enterprise, you know, the, both of those areas are very male dominated areas. And I think I was kind of having a bad day. Like, you know, the persistent <laughs> thing was weighing on me. And I was like, I want to be around other women who are really rocking it. And so I gathered um, some of the women that I thought were just like killer. And I said, Hey, let's all go to brunch. And we went to brunch and we had such an amazing time with each other that I said, Hey, maybe I'll do this quarterly. And they, they were like, no, let's do this monthly or, or every other month. And so it, it's grown into that. And what I've come to realize is that, you know, women do business just as shrewdly as men. If you've ever seen a woman at a sale, you'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but very differently than men, too. And it's so really refreshing to be, about, be around a bunch of women who are just kicking butt and, um, and seeing how they're doing it and to just... Um, you know, communicate with them, not only use them as um, connections and, um, you know, kind of a refreshing, we can do this, we can all do this, um, but also as resources. I mean, there are some women like you, I mean, kick butt, you know, flipper, um, syndicators, hard money lenders. I mean, there's so many different women in so many different areas of real estate that are really rocking it. And it's, it's really refreshing to see them doing that. So it's been um, kind of a passion of mine to do that. And what I also discovered is that there's all these young women or, um, you know, rookie real estate um, investors who are women who are also looking to for guidance. And so I thought, well, this could be a really great opportunity for them to be able to see a bunch of other women who have really made it. And so we've started having meetings with them too. And we started a website and it's um, reninspires.com. And um, basically we're there to support other women that are in real estate, whether you're rocking it or whether you're just starting out and to give tips, not only on real estate, but on how to balance this crazy lifestyle we lead. Cause a lot of us are moms and daughters and wives and you know, there's a lot to balance sometimes. Oh yes. And knowing that there's other women out there doing it and that there's support, there's that kind of support you can get um, is refreshing. And that's what I hope to provide for other women. So, and so far it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, you know, so it's been great. Oh, I, that fun is an understatement. It, I just come away from your meetings. So energized, inspired and refreshed. That's a great word. I mean, I usually don't lack in energy, but Hey, it takes it through the roof. I love it. <laughs> And yeah. when you go to a real estate club in the LA area, I find that they're often 80% men, maybe sometimes more. There's not a lot of women at the clubs I go to. So it's so fun to go to an all girls meeting. It's just 
really cool. It is. And we value things differently and we do things differently. And it's nice to have, you know, a glass of wine together. And it's nice to like, you know, kick off our heels and talk about all kinds of things. And yeah, so it's also, you know, it's nice to be rocking it in a man's world and still treat each other like girls. <laughs> yeah. Well said, sister. Yeah. So, well, that leads me into my next question, which I think you've pretty much touched on. But if you have anything more to add about how you feel about women in real estate, state. Is it harder for us, easier for us? Um, is it any different at all? What do you think? You know, I've actually been speaking to so many women about this. And it's not just about real estate. It's about women and their finances. And I've been reading a lot of studies. And the fact of the matter is, in most household, women are um, handle the finances for the household. I mean, we, let's face it, we do a lot of the regular spending, whether it's shopping for, you know, groceries or whether it's shopping for furniture, whatever it's shopping for. Um, but in a lot of the household, the investing is taken care of by um, the, their, their husbands, their partners, their spouse, their brothers, whatever it is. And I, you know, I really questioned a lot of women about that. And sometimes I think it's just a matter of self-confidence, really. Um, you know, and I've, I've read some surveys about women who maybe, you know, are older. And um, let's face it, men don't tend to live as long as we do. And, you know, maybe they've been, they've, they've been widowed. And, um, and, the fact, and the fact of the matter is, because they haven't had the confidence in managing their portfolio, they're losing money. You know, and I think that there's a gap there. And if Ren Inspires can help fill that gap in gaining confidence, in giving you a network of people that you could reach out to to say, this is what's happening. Is this right? Is this okay? Can I do better? You know, uh, then, you know, by all means, let's do that. So um, I'm all for women in supporting themselves um, either and helping their families, supporting their families. Um, you know, Lord knows that, you know, our divorce rate is really high. So a lot of women are um, put in a, in a situation of being single moms, which I have been one. And so I know that road. And to think that there might be a network out there that could help you not only gain some financial independence, but actually maybe financially flourish like real estate can do for you yeah um, then yay to that so I'm all for women um, you know being in real estate educating themselves and really gaining that confidence that they need to um, be involved in more complex deals yeah. I love it and just to add to what you're saying I think there's plenty of opportunity for women who don't necessarily want to throw on a hard hat or get their hands dirty. There's investment opportunities where they're completely passive, but they still need to be educated on the asset class in general, in my opinion. I mean, it's great if, um, you know, sweet little lady, grandma lady at the church just hands over her money to you and you want to, you know, work with it. I mean, that's happened to me too. But I love when women learn a little bit about what it is they're investing in and they can be, you know, smart, be involved, and protect themselves because I've heard, I met a woman at a conference once and she told me she gave some money to someone to invest. And I said, well, what, what loan to value are you in the property at? And she said, what's that? She had no idea. My heart just broke. I'm like, oh my gosh, has this guy just taken advantage of her? So it's really important for people to get educated before they hand their money over to anyone. 
It really is. And um, I'm right there with you. And I think that also is about the confidence factor. Because mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, when we start to educate ourselves, and we start to learn what, you know, um, what's expected in a deal, or, you know, what's the ARV, what's the, you know, what's the rate of return on this deal, whatever that is, we start to gain the confidence of like asking the right questions, right? I mean, it's all yes. about asking the right questions. And yes. so um, I think that education leads to confidence. And I think that really helps in um, being able to handle your finances. You know? Yeah. And, and I, it's just, it's funny to me because I think, God, women are such great shoppers. I mean, I don't know about you, Holly, but I've shopped with some, some of my bestest friends. We go out and we get these killer deals. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're great shoppers, you know, so it's not like we can't do the math because we can do the math. That's right. That is true. hundred percent. Applying it to something else and gaining the confidence in that area, you know? Right. Um, right. So it is about education and, and application of it. So, yeah, I'm all for that. Oh, I love that you are providing a platform for people to learn more and, and work with those that are more experienced. That's fantastic. So well, we're getting near the end of our show here, but finish telling us anything else you're working on. You've gotten us a good description of Ren and reninspires.com and we'll have all this in our show notes. But what else are you working on now? Um, one of the things that I did this year that's kind of fun for me is that I married my two loves, which is real estate and coaching people. And um, one of the things that I think is, um, is really valuable, especially in real estate, is self-development and mindset. I mean, we talk about persistence um, and sometimes... Um, that persistence can, you know, wear on you. Like you wonder, like, oh, am I doing this? Should I, should I be doing this? Or you've taken a loss and you think, you know, I'm out, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of different ways that you can um, change your mindset so that, you know, you can see things in a different light and continue on that journey. Um, for me, um, it's about lifestyle. Um, I have, I aspire to a certain lifestyle. And so, you know, I'm continually adding to my cash flow until I'm out of the rat race. And, and then even after I'm out of the rat race, I'm sure that I'll, um, I'll continue coaching people and continue on that journey. But I, um, I started marrying those two things by doing goal setting workshop for real estate investors specifically. And I coach people in, um, in what it is they need to get started and how to figure out what that goal is. Um, everybody's goals are different, you know, so um, you need to really, you know, focus in on that goal and keep that goal in front of you on a, on a regular basis so that you know. Um, I know that when I started my first business, um, I was a recent, recently divorced and I didn't want to give my kids over to a nanny. I wanted to be able to have the flexibility of taking them to school, picking them up from school and doing all those things. And the only way that I could do that is to start my own business. And I didn't realize that at the time, but that was my why, right? Like I was willing to work evenings after they put them down to bed, whatever it is that I needed to do so that I could have that time with them during the day. And it really kept me going because that, you know, handing them off to somebody else just wasn't okay for me. Um, but you have to determine what your why is. And some of the work that I do with people is about uncovering that, about really figuring out what it is that it is that you're going for and what is going to be that leverage that's going to get you up during, you know, at the early morning hours or keep you up late at night to get at it what it is you want. So, um, yeah, those, that's, you know, that's, 
that's my uh, those are my last two cents, and then I'll be quiet. I love it. Well, it's um, before we sign off. What's one actionable step that you would recommend to a new investor? Oh, that's good. Um, education. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, okay, two. Okay, I've got two. Okay. Education and network. Um, this is this is a team sport. It, it just is. Um, so, uh, you know, get out there, network, talk to people, you know, tell them you don't know anything. There's a lot of people out there that's happy to tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of free, free education out there, podcasts, your podcast, other people's podcasts that you can listen to. You know, it doesn't have to cost you a bunch of money, but educate, listen, get out there and network. Awesome. Love that. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time today. Uh, You've shared so many great ideas and I'm sure inspired a lot of people, especially the girls. And um, thank you for inspiring us and really appreciate your time here. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks a lot, Holly. Good luck.